Hey, Pubcasters, it's Tim, your host of the AIMP Nashville Pubcast. Welcome back to our mashup episodes, where we ask our guests the same questions and share with you the best answers. Today's mashup is mental health. As you know, mental health has become a hot topic over the last couple years. So we asked our guests to share how they manage their mental health and prevent burnout in our high-stress, non-stop business. Our guests include Alec Heike, Brad Kennard, Mark Rucker, Marissa Turk, Alex Heddle, Ollie Shepard, Shelby Yoder. And we close with our professional Al Andrews with Porter's Call as he shares some great nuggets on mental health. Absolutely. You know, I, I can just tell you what works for me, right? Yeah, I work out. Yeah, I try to eat healthy, but yeah, I like chocolate, right? And, and other things, but it, it all starts with, you know, positive mental attitude, right? And so I focus on the donut, not the whole. And, and what that means is, you know, we, we live in a world of consumption. You got to dress the best, right? You got to wear, wear the best brands. You got to drive to impress. You got to live in the best neighborhood. You got to send your children to the best schools possible and say, hey, they're at this private school and tell the world about it. And it's easy to continually focus on what we don't have or have yet to obtain rather than focus on the donut itself that we have, the sweet stuff, the good stuff. And if you can focus on the good stuff that you do have, it'll just, it'll grow. You know, after spending so much time building the team, organizing the team, getting on the same page and getting a rhythm, I found that I was mentally exhausted. And also coupled with the fact that we've all been under a pandemic for two years. And, you know, man, you're cramped at your house for, for day in, day out. And I love my family to death, but it's hard to get work done when there's kids running around and, you know, you're trying to just focus. You're used to being out of the office. So, um, I, I think sometimes you just got to peel back and, and focus on things other than today, the job, you know, take a day, take a day here and there. And our company has been really incredible about really enforcing. A lot of people were not taking vacation. They weren't thinking about it because they were home, you know, working at home. It didn't really come up the way it does when you're working. So the company is like sending out reminders, take vacation days, take them, you know, uh, don't forget. And they provided an incredible amount of mental health resources for the company, which I think is incredible. Uh, but for me, it's about peeling off for a day, shutting down, telling the team, now that I have a team of seven, I can say, okay, guys, you got this for, you know, the few days or a day I'm literally turning off. It's the only way to do it. It's the only way to do it. And then I find myself, you know, the 4th of July week, we, we had the whole week off, which was incredible. It was, un, it was unforeseen. I didn't know that was coming. And shortly before that, they said, hey, we're going to give everybody the whole week off. Take the week. And I know you guys did that too. And I got to be honest, because we didn't know enough ahead of time, I didn't plan anything. I didn't plan a vacation. We just stayed home. It was amazing. I, I woke up, at, you know, I woke up at 9 a.m., went with my kids to the donut store. And by, you know, 11, we were done with breakfast and thinking about lunch. You know, it was incredible. It was, it was like, okay. And everybody at the office was, there was a, there was a massive, you are forbidden to work. So knowing that and knowing that companies like you guys were also closed, it's kind of like the holiday break that we get knowing nothing's happening. It was nice. I think we need to institute a music row, uh, mid-year break for everybody. Cause I hadn't experienced it till coming to big machine and it is yeah. when the whole company's gone. We don't even book our writers. 
It's the best week. I mean, it's a tough one for planning vacations for sure. Cause it's the 4th of July, yeah. but when you know, my emails were nothing. I was so happy. Same. It was the best, best ever. It was incredible. I think it's, I think it's highly important, especially after all we've been through, not just we, I mean, everybody um, has been through um, it, it. It's important. And I think recognizing taking, I mean, it's a week. What's wrong with a week? Take a week off. It's but, good. You know, What I would say to that is, uh, as someone that's burned out twice, um, I've literally left management companies because I've, I've literally burnt out. I, I was a broken person in a lot of ways, meaning I just was probably not a fun person to be around. I was probably really ag- agitated about a lot of things. Um, what I would say for me now is probably more self-awareness. Um, I needed to become more self-aware in my own self over the more so in the past six months. Like, obviously I could tell you meditation and all these things. Great. But am I great at them? No, I'm not. But what I would say is the self-awareness to go, I need a role that I can really, um, really tackle where it has a little bit of a, of, um, of an end date. Uh, management has, is basically an endless to-do list. At least it was for me. It, it was just constant. There's always something and there's always something going. And I know everybody, every role has that, but for me, it was management. Um, and so, I mean, I, to the point where I was missing friends, weddings, I was missing parents, birthdays, you know, those types of things just to go to shows or go to things that, you know, I look back two years, three years ago and I'm like, God, dude, like how dumb of you, but I wasn't self-aware enough. And so now at this point, I feel like I've kind of grown into it and realized that like, I mean, yeah, money and, and success and everything is important. It's not everything. And again, like I was saying about the web two versus web three world, instead of being about more, I want to be about enough and I want to find my version of enough. to go on a mid-day run um, and I like when I go on a run I don't take headphones I don't listen to anything I play Candy Crush and that's my way to just unplug and not think of anything and and I mean I do respond to some emails and texts and if I get a call I take it while I'm running and you can hear me huffing and puffing while I'm talking um, but yeah that's that's my way to unplug and I um yeah, I think working out, that's a, that's a very easy out answer, but it's true. And you have the, the Candy Crush component. Not only is my body on a break, but my mind is too. I, I think it's, it's, a, it's a product of having a direct and, and close relationship uh, with, with your songwriter. You know, when you're talking to your songwriter every day, when you're getting feedback, when you're providing feedback, when you are strategizing together, you can just naturally feel, you know, when the wear, when the wear and tear is, is, is starting to become a little too much. Um, everybody needs time off. Everything in this, in this business is, is, is built on urgency. And, and, you know, we believe in that urgency as much as anyone else, but you're not ready for that moment if, if you're not mentally you know, prepared. So, um, you know, I think that, you know, taking time off us feeling when our writers are, are maybe just a little tired, a little frustrated, might need a day off, might need a week or two off. You know, sometimes you can plan ahead for that. Sometimes, you know, you know, a couple months ahead, sometimes it happens and you're like, you know what, we got to have you take next week off, drive out of town, take some time for yourself. Um, it's hard to create every day. 
It really is. It's, I mean, it's, it's hard to, to be creative even when you're not writing songs. I know the three of us get creative in our own individual ways and, and doing it, you know, professionally six hours, seven hours, eight hours, 10 hours, 12 hours a day, depending on what kind of writer you are, a producer, uh, it, it really is, it, it can be exhausting. And so, um, you know, you want to approach opportunities with freshness. So I feel like it's just your relationship with your songwriter realizing when, you know, maybe it's becoming a little too much and maybe a step back even for a moment would be good. I think I've always been good at this. And I think, I think it's like coming from England to America, you, you just see the difference in work culture. And, you know, in England, it's like very much like your time off is valuable. You get five, six weeks paid vacation a year, uh, which is obviously drastically different to, to the, you know, standard American workforce. And I think it's like, I've always been, I th- yeah, I think I've always had a good balance of just like making sure that I take weekends and really rest and recuperate and like try to give myself a day where I really don't think about work. That's, that's, it's a big thing. It's definitely big for me. Cause I love to like, when I'm in the weeds, like I love to like work hard. I just feel like I need at least a day a week where I can just completely unwind and like go hiking or read or, or, or do anything, but think about working. Definitely. If you're going to go on a vacation, like you should, you know, you should just vacation. You don't need to, uh, the the work can that can wait i think and you, you know if you work in a good team then people can help and, and should help each other and handle that stuff because like you say you're just gonna burn out otherwise well i know uh we haven't actually mentioned this on the recorded part of our podcast that you have a little background in, in mental health and it's been a big topic lately so i've been really reaching out to all my guests lately and asking them, what do you do to prevent burnout, whether it's in yourself or in your clients, mm-hmm. or there's some suggestions or thoughts you have on that? Cause it's so important, right? These days, given everything we've been through with COVID and this is, this business is hard. It's so hard. And how do you do that? And how do you help them? Yeah, absolutely. Um, to expand on my background, I used to work in a psychiatric hospital um, and have a bachelor's in psychology So for myself, I'm super precious about Sundays. Sundays are my day. I don't take calls. I don't like to do a lot of emailing. I'm kind of always available, but I'm very precious about Sundays in particular and my mornings. Um, I will do some breakfast meetings, but I found that if I can like sit with myself and think about how do I want to show up today? What's important to get done today? If I allow myself that space in the mornings before I really get into conversations, get in deep in my email, which, you know, is putting others' opinions or thoughts or needs in your own space before I've even decided how I want to show up today, that doesn't work great for me. Uh, So that's kind of how I handle out my own time and space. And for my writers, I am so intentional about really getting to understand how they use their energy. Everyone uses their energy differently. Some people are the energizer bunny and they like need to be working all the time. That's actually healthy for them. They're so excitable. They will actually, it will make them unhealthy if they don't have a certain amount of work happening. Um, and so setting up their time that they're either having meetings going on or there's always some type of project that they can be working on in their spare time is one version of that. But there's also a lot of writers and producer writers, especially they can have a tendency to get way overbooked. 
because our space, it can take so long to earn on copyrights. I think individuals can feel like because the money isn't a direct result of it's not immediate. Our work can be really hard to see the results of what we've done. So I think a lot of writers can have a tendency, especially in the many early years to kind of say yes to everything, which I think for a phase is important, but when you're overbooking yourself and then you're getting really behind on your productions or you're not showing up the same in your personal life, I think figuring out how to carve out that right space for those people is really important in collaborating with them on it. Like it's not healthy for everyone to write five songs, five days a week. Um, some, you know, maybe it's great for you to go golf on Monday and you be a human and you write with, you know, you go out with your friends, you clear your head, you get inspired for the week, you do a different hobby, you work, you know, then you have sessions Tuesday through Friday, whatever that looks like. So really working with the individual to be intentional about that time. And if they have something major going on in their life, really taking care of that as well, making sure that if they have a big event happening in their life, that's consuming some of their personal energy, whether that's a great loss or a conflict, really understanding who are the collaborators that you work super well with so that you can, they can be in the room with you as a support that if they see you start to have a moment in the middle of the right they're the other, the artist or the other person in the room is never going to know it because they're going to know how to support you in that space and still make it a really great day and get a great song. Um, so I think it's just getting to know people being really transparent, figuring out like how they use their energy and building out their calendar in a way that's efficient for everyone. I think I'd go back to our, our Central Park uh, discussion is that um, you got to watch, you got to watch yourself because um, if you really take a look at your life and your schedule, you can see it coming, can't you? Have you experienced yeah. that? You can see it coming because you're, you're spending more and more time and getting less and less done. Really, um, so I I, I kind of think you got to just be very alert to the way you're spending your time and 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 observing how much rest and creativity and family time and time for yourself compares with what you're doing. And it's, if you're willing to take a look at it, you can see it. You can see one side getting bigger and bigger. Usually, the side that'll burn out and you got to pull back. And again, I think on this, you have to have somebody with you, um, whether it's a spouse or a friend who can see what you can't see, because usually you just don't see burnout coming until it hits you. It's hit me before and almost everybody I know, and we don't see it coming. So I, I would say as well, be sure you have a an honest friend who is watching you and listening to you and being with you in it. I like your word abide because when that happens, you can at least have a chance. I like that. And as I remember you, as you were talking about the central park uh, earlier, it's like, I like that idea of building a space where, where you can breathe and you can be renewed and strengthened. And, and remember when you see the walls coming up, cause we all build the walls to really bring those down mm -hmm. and figure out ways. And that's where that honesty, we're being honest uh, and being in knowing and addressing those weaknesses is, is really powerful thing. Yeah. And, and you know, um, to follow up what you, you said earlier, when you talked about um, 
I just forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a, I got kind of a, do you, do you think burnout is something like when, when you, cause you talked about it when it's growing, do you think burnout is sometimes our body either emotionally or physically telling us, man, Hey, you need to put the brakes on. You need to pump the brakes. Is there something to that? I think that's absolutely true because usually um, anxiety will show up um, and often sleeplessness will show up. Your body's going to tell you there's a book out called The Body Keeps the Score. Um, and it's really about past trauma. But in the same way, your your body will let you know that you're not doing well. Um, so it's really paying attention to things that are popping up that you just hadn't seen before. Yeah. In my journey of, of, of giving up some of my past bad habits, I've gotten very peaceful. And when I find my serenity... And what, what happens is I wake up and I'm already in a heightened state of not necessarily, I would say anxiety. Cause I think when you say anxiety, you're like in this panic mode, it's not necessarily that level, but I feel it in my stomach. I'm like, why am I awake? What am I nervous about? Something is, is causing a disturbance in the force. I'm a big star Wars guy. And I've <laughs> learned that that's where I'm starting to do too much. And I need to pull back and center myself and, and go to my central park. as we mentioned. So, I mean, yeah, I think that's the way you said that I, I wake up like that too. And I, I go, I'm, I've made a decision not to look at my phone or my computer before I have some time of quiet and reflection or maybe prayer or reading or something. Because if I look at my phone, it's gone. I'm hundred percent with you. Emails gone. I wake up early in the mornings, yeah. uh, like five, sometimes four even, but I do not do text messages, social media, or emails. Before I have my coffee, I go to the gym. I have about an hour that I spend in the gym. And then when I get home, then I'll look at them when I get, I go out to the gym, but yeah, same thing. Cause if I do immediately the brain kicks on into negativity or or a problem solving mode that I don't want. And that's, that's invariably, if you dare to look at it, which sometimes I do by mistake or by choice anyway, (laughs) but sometimes if you look at it, it's always going to be something that's, Oh no, why did I look at that? So it's good to, and, and that kind of habit will, will give you a chance to make that space that we need and maybe to grow it. The AIMP Nashville Pubcast is hosted by yours truly, Tim Hunzey, executive producer, Travis Myatt, producer, Brandon Harrington, mixing and editing by Casey Porter. And this has been a Dime Collective production. 